What is going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad Podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we are joined by the band Steal the Day. So, Steal the Day is a pop punk band based out of Central Florida. They uh, they describe themselves as a pop punk band with metalcore influence, and I think their sound is super dope. And I think that you guys are going to enjoy it as well. They they've released a few songs thus far this year, and their their most recent song is uh, is a song called Simply Crazy, and I think it's dope. I think you guys are gonna gonna dig on it. But you know, before we jump in. Be sure to uh, to swing on over to their social media, give them a like, a follow, and uh, and be sure to share this episode as well as share their music because it'll help out, uh, help them out, but it also help the show out. And uh, you know, if if you enjoy the content, definitely be sure to uh, to hit me up on social as well and let me know what you think. And uh, if there are any bands that you guys think of that you'd like to have on the show, let's let's make it happen. But uh, without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Hello, Chad. Hello. Wait. Up, Chad? <laughs> thank you guys for joining me on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. No, thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you for having us. Thank man. you. Heck yeah. So, uh, so I always like to start things off, you know, quick introductions. Tell us a little about yourselves. And then obviously we get to, uh, to talk a bit more about the band. Awesome. Well, I'm Douglas. I'm the bassist. Um, just uh, I like just down to earth, you know, just uh, I just vibe. That's just basically it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Sweet. Uh, I'm Noah. I'm the drummer, and I like to write songs. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah. Hi, my name is Grayson. I play guitar, and I have a big ego. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jesse. I am the vocalist and the more humble one. <laughs> but I'm also I'm also the boomer of the Oh, okay. Okay. Very nice. Age of twenty-seven. Oh man, you're you're uh, you're almost you're almost as old as me. So you're getting there. <laughs> Waiting for the balding to start. <laughs> hey man. You out at some point. Yeah. I'm... No, I'll just wear I'll wear a flat billed hat. I'll get by. No, you'd be like Fred Durst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just just start rocking some. Uh, what was it? Uh, the famous stars and straps or Fox, you know, that's a Fred Durst style, you know, <laughs> I got I to have the, got to have the red hat. Listen, man, it's like, if I had the status bars <laughs> with all my personality traits, my charisma bar is high enough to, to rock. <laughs> I promise your, uh, your Sims character charisma is number yeah. one. Or like the fallout character. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh bar. man. Did you, did you play fallout 76 when it launched? Uh, I mean, I watched the videos of what was supposed to be a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was uh, the NPC videos really had me rolling. Yeah, or not the NPC, just the side quest people. Yeah, I really like Fallout Four. Yeah, Fallout Four is dope. That was a good one. I have the uh, the Game of the Year edition for that one. That one was fun. <laughs> but yeah, Fallout seventy six. That was uh, dumpster fire. But apparently, it's better now after what is it? A year and a half. <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, No Man's Sky is still trying to come back. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they got themselves added to that uh, Xbox game list or Game Pass. You know, play for free. Oh, there it is. You want to go mine some stuff? Yeah, dude. That that was uh, you know that 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 topic or that uh, that line. You know, 
Oh, under promise over deliver. Yeah. The, yeah. It's a, it's a real problem when you do the exact opposite, especially with video games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. NBA 2K21 is running into that right now. There's a lot of complaints there too. <laughs> and it's only the demo that's been released. <laughs> oh, oh wow. yeah. It's, Solid start. Guys. Solid start. But anyway, total, I, I could talk about video games way too much, but so, uh, so let's talk about the band. So how long have you guys been making music? Oh, uh, so uh, basically the band started back in 2016 with me, Noah, and another member. Awesome. And um, we've been kind of grinding since then, but the current lineup has been here since uh, probably about mid-2019. And, uh, and it's here to stay. Yeah, it's here to stay. This is Dope. What, uh, we feel this is the final lineup of the band. This is the one. I like, like that. So that's that's I always good to hear. <laughs> yes. There's a you know there's a lot of bands that that uh, have a hard time settling in, whether it's egos or whether it's just like differing uh, opinions or whatnot. So so uh, what what makes you uh, so confident about this one being the where you feel most confident? I mean, like. I mean, since we've been, uh, since, like, we basically kind of started, uh, like, you know, when we were, like, way, like, much younger, like, we were kids. Yeah, like, we were, like, 14 and 15. Yeah, like, oh, nice, like, nice. Just, like, learning and growing and, like, meeting people and, like, then, like, going into, like, from, like, some kids having fun, like, really, like, taking this, like, seriously and, like, making this, like, a business. And um, I feel like especially if you could just, like, when the four of us really get into a room together and, like, try to create something from scratch, it's just, like, like the, we all like have different like personalities and like things that we bring to the table and it just it just the form is like it just goes really well like, yeah like the line. amount of talent we have in us four like it's just it's so crazy like it beats all of the other lineups that we've ever had that's awesome i mean obviously i feel like that makes a difference obviously right like having talented yeah. people surrounding that always makes it a little bit more exciting um so yep. that that makes sense so uh so since you were 14, so you guys have been doing this 10 years as just like playing together or what? Well, me and Noah have technically been playing together for about six years now. Okay. But uh, we haven't always done Steal the Day. We've only really done Steal the Day for the past four years. So where did Steal the Day come from then out of, uh, you know, from the other projects you're working on and whatnot? I mean, like me and Grayson were never really like, up until Steel Day, we weren't ever like in a real like in a real band. We were just kind of like just writing thrash metal songs in like his garage and stuff. <laughs> I think that's when we met like our original rhythm guitarist. Uh, like at that same time, like we got into we got into metalcore and like we felt like a need to like write and go into that kind of direction. And that's when we felt that's when we formed like our first actual band. And then like then it got more members. It just became a lot a lot more serious and just a lot more like a well oiled machine. As yeah. time went on. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm I actually only joined the band about a little over a year ago now. I used to be in another project called Puzzles to Pieces. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing music for quite a long time too without these guys. They kinda had a story before me and then uh we got introduced and then that's when the band Really, really started really yeah. rebirth really yeah. okay. like anything before jesse joined the band yeah. really is just kind of like the formative demo years you know <laughs> after point, it's like what actually steal the day is 
So, so was that, did you, did Jesse, did you join around like the identity EP? Is that where you were at or where? That was actually the, what I joined for, they were auditioning. And I mean, I make the joke that these guys have like 17 vocalists before me. Uh, <laughs> I swear, our fourth. <laughs> I swear they like, it's just, everyone had a bit of being a vocalist for steal the day before I joined. And they had this entire identity EP written before I joined. Um, so I kind of, my audition was priority disorder. I, I wrote out that song and recorded it really quickly and demoed it. And when they heard it, they were just like, please, please be in band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I had just left puzzles or, you know, my puzzles project had just kind of fizzled out. So, you know, I was learning a lot of the ropes with that project and it really prepared me to come here and be like, you know, you guys were just the younger kids having fun and learning how to work with structure. And I just came from a band that really got a harsh look at the industry and, and what it takes past the, the grandeur side yeah. of being a musician. You know, this, the, the industry side ate up my other band. So like with all of that knowledge and your guys's just will and desire to succeed. Plus, you know, the overwhelming failure of my other project. <laughs> really special yeah. Out of this. Yeah, the EP was written a year and a half before Jesse joined the band. And oh, okay. Jesse's third vocalist to put vocals on it. Okay. Third vocalist, man. Honestly, like it's it's very uncommon for a band to to continue being strong and continue being successful after after changing vocalists. So how like how did you guys maintain like the uh, the project? How did it keep going? Uh, like, cause obviously, you know, like one of the, the prime examples of being successful while changing vocalists would be like DGD, right? Dance, dance, Gavin dance. Like they are the band that, that can change vocalists, but that's because of their style. So what was it that like, that made it possible for you guys to just be like, no, we're staying with the same name. We're staying with the same everything, but we're changing up our vocalists. How, how did that work? Well, a big part of that had to do with Kevin and wait, well, he's our manager. Okay. And, uh, he really, uh, kept us together and focused. Okay. But um, this is what me and Noah have been striving to do since, you know, we started hanging out as kids. Yeah. And this has just been our dream. And we feel with Jesse and Doug that we can really make this a dream come true. Yeah. And, and it was really, it was just our will to really, really want to do it. You know? Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. I was, cause yeah, like I, like I said, I was just curious cause it's, that's a lot that's a lot of work to, to change vocalists and to basically you're taking the same style, but trying to, to kind of morph it to their vocals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That happens so many times. (laughs) (laughs) So like, so obviously, you you know, the, the why is there the motivation behind it? Like you guys just have the energy, the excitement, the, the desire to do it. Um, but, uh, I guess logistically, what was the most difficult part about adjusting to a new vocalist? Ooh, that's a hard question. <laughs> you want to take that yeah, one, Noah? I, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, when uh, I think when Jesse, I think when Jesse joined the band, like he really uh, kind of opened us up to like creatively to like some new kind of methods or techniques that like. Um, I'm not only just kind of improved the songs as a whole and like also suited to his voice to overall like better just create a more like well-structured, just well-done song. Okay. And, 
Um, like, and I think the end result, like, I think where it really shined the most was uh, Optimist, um, where, like, we kind of, like, created a sound like we were all psyched about, and it played to each of our strengths the most. Yeah. I mean, I did notice, like, obviously with the, uh, I, you know, as I, as I listen through, I try to make sure that I, that I listen to everything, get an idea of, you know, where you guys are coming from and like what a little bit about the band, but you know, it's, it's kind of cool to hear obviously like optimist and simple, uh, simply crazy. Like you could tell that you're kind of coming into, into the sound a little bit more. Like, it's not that you didn't have an identity before, but it feels like, feels like these ones are stronger showings. Um, and there's, there's kind of some, some cool stuff coming down the pipeline is what it feels like. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what we wanted. Mm. Yeah, sure. The whole thing is that we wrote the identity EP like a year and a half before Jesse joined. So like that was really just like we already had everything recorded. We really just wanted to release that. So everything after identity, they gave me a very short Jesse. time when I joined the band. I wrote the first song really quickly and like in an in, a, in excitement. Yeah. And the second I did that, they're like, awesome. You have to finish all of these. We've got the release coming. <laughs> Do like, don't slow down. Like, mix, mix it, sing it, write it. Oh, go, my go, goodness. Go. Yeah, that's that's got to be stressful. Oh, yeah, I was quite stressed. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about this overall song, this thing, the songs we just wrote, like, this metalcore song we wrote, like, when we were, like, you know, 16, you know, like. Yeah, we wrote that EP when we were 15 and 16, and then we didn't release it until we were 17 and 18. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So that's that's actually uh, another big part of of the band. I noticed. So obviously with Identity EP, there's significantly more metalcore influence than than with like Simply Crazy and Optimist. So so what is like um, what is the 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 plan? Is it is it because to me, like the, you know, Identity EP kind of throws me to to almost like a um, day to remember type style where where, you know, you're or a capstan, you know, where, you, where you're doing a lot of the more melodic, but then also you have the metal core influence there. So is that is that what you're going to stick with? Are you guys going to go more pop punk? What's kind of the the idea so, there? So we do a lot of like looking at data, right, as a, as a band being in our position and trying to grow in the midst of coronavirus, we really got deep into figuring out what we can do and what people like and what people didn't like. And what we found out is that whenever we take a significant risk in doing something and we nail it, it's exactly what people want. And, um, you know, so the, the safer bet we do, the less we, we get out of it. So we really feel like we've got a pop punk sound locked in and we can play around with it a lot because we're, we're all very versatile. Like yeah. we can really hit as many genres as you want. And when we talk about a day to remember, that was one of the first bands that I listened to that really genre blended like that. And oh yeah. In they the they opened doors that were crazy. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm a I'm a sucker for a hook, you know, like yeah. it's gotta be a hook and I'm all about the cadence of vocalists as well. So <laughs> we we all we're awesome on the pop punk side and we're loving it and we're finding out new things, but we also took some metalcore inspiration and we de we, we honed it and, and yeah. modernized it a lot. So you're going to hear a lot more stuff. That's like what identity was hinting at, like that capability. Oh, okay. done right. um, some might call it easy core. But <laughs> e either way, we've got some risky songs that are like optimist. And if you loved optimist, you're going to love when we, when we test the waters of what else we can do outside of pop punk. 
That's dope. I like that. Like that's that's one of the things that that I think is is really really uh, imperative that a lot of bands do is is understanding the data. Like and and yeah. it's such a nerdy thing, right? Like it's it's like it's the, re- it's retraining your brain when you yeah. Don't when you have to start, it's it's a total rewire. Yeah, because it takes your creativity out of it. it. It you obviously it's it's like during that aspect of it when you're doing that research portion, it's not creative. It's all analytical, right? So it's it's all right. Is it what right brain, right left brain, whatever, whatever, whichever one is yeah, the the, brain, the analytical right? brain, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. so you're you're basically using using almost. Uh, um, like competing portions of your brain and where you're like, okay, this is what the, the, the analysis of our data says, and this is what we need to do now. And I think that's really cool that you guys have been able to, to strike that balance and also find your sound within the data. And, and so tell me a little bit more about that for, for you guys. Like, cause, cause now it's like, Hey, we understand what people like. We understand that when we take a risk and we go all, you know, we go balls to the wall, we go hard, people like it, but now we need to, to keep the people liking it while also maintaining our creative integrity and, and freedom. So how do you guys mesh those two worlds? Um, I'd say, um, well, I mean, I guess since like, the four of us have like a lot of different like influences. Like we're able, I guess, to tap into a lot of different uh, genres or a lot of like writing different things. So it's like, it's a lot, e- it's a lot easier to like, you know, say like, Oh, um, the data shows this, so, like, and we're able, and we're more, com- like, we're still, we'll still be comfortable in doing it. Okay. And, like doing what the, what the data shows. Um, but like, I noticed the common trend and like, I think what people respond to the best is like songs that are energetic. What's like the energy, like really what matters, whether it's like people are, watching at shows or singing along or like stage diving, like anything to elicit that sort of response. And I think that combined, there's like a lot of different factors you got to look into, like, you know, what yeah. place our strengths and like, but I think we're, I think we really like, I think with the new, like the, the new, new stuff, I think we really hit, I think we really like hit, like we were going for and found a sound that like we're comfortable in, like with, especially with Optimus and the upcoming stuff too. Yeah. That's dope. I like that. And uh, I guess for you guys, how much how much does like the the local scenes analytics slash data? Um, what what's like the the ratio of impact of the local scene versus like um, you know Spotify's data? Like, how do you guys weigh those two? Well, we for one, we love everyone we play shows with. We we just wanted to play shows the most, so. Before that, I joined the band. They played with a lot of other bands. We we enjoy their their presence, and we we look at their numbers in a way to we can see what we can do to boost ours. Um, a lot of it's our wonderful manager Kevin. He's really shout good. Out Kevin. Yeah, shout out. Shout, shout out, out to Kevin. 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 Um, Kevin. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, so, Barbara. Um, so, uh, he does a lot of that research and he's really good at testing out ads in different places to help us get out there because um, from what we played in Orlando with, with me and the band, like people really seem to enjoy the sets. Uh, yeah. We, we had a blast doing it. We loved being at the merch table, which is, you can also tell from our merch. Yeah. Table. Like and we did pretty decent in merch sales, even That's awesome. for being a local band. Um, 
we, we got a lot of it sold. We try to have good stuff. That's but good. We're looking bigger than the local scene. We're we're really we've seen what we need to see, and we and we felt what we need to felt like feel here. Yeah. And in Orlando, we played in Tampa as well. Um, and we know we just got to get the road and meet everyone. Yeah. For sure, like that's that's what we want. So we don't really look at the local scene too much anymore. We're we're already planning cities. Like, what can we target individual cities and, and get an idea of what people like and where, so that we can do this our first tour as soon as those floodgates open. We're we want to be on the road. Yeah, most definitely. So, more than anything. I I totally understand that. That's man. That's got to be that's gonna be crazy rough because like obviously you guys are starting to, to really release the stuff that, that has everyone's involvement has the, the, you know, the support of, of, um, the new direction that you're going and then COVID hits and just kind of abruptly just says, ah, screw y'all. This is, this is going to have to wait. So, uh, is, is everything like for you guys is, uh, is it all like still continuing to, to work pretty well then you just, you're just kind of just, chomping at the bit to get out there on the road honestly we've uh we've actually grown way more and way faster since uh quarantine has started oh nice versus when we're in quarantine which is uh really crazy to see yeah mostly because of the songs we've been releasing but i mean we really do just want more than anything to get out on the road because i feel like if we get to play these songs in front of people that have never heard it before they're really just gonna like it yeah and obviously wait well Sorry, what was that? I I think I think the response like I think the response is gonna be really crazy. really crazy. Yeah, like when they like play it in front of people like in a live setting, especially we practice. Yeah, so they're so tight. <laughs> yeah, like, we never stop practicing. We never stopped practicing. We forced Grayson to send us videos of him practicing when he had the COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I did have. I couldn't go to practice for like a month. Oh ago. dang yeah. it, dude! Oh, it was rough, but we 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 practiced, man. Like these. These songs are so tight. They sound just like a record. Right? That's yeah. awesome. Like if you even better, I would say, honestly, because it's always better. Live, yeah, I mean, right? we even have a backtrack now. Like that's like just all oh, set up sick. for everything. So like we know exactly how long our set is. Like, you know, we have stuff in between the songs. Our calves retold. Like, yeah, we retold our calves, which you'll uh, which people will be seeing soon. Wink, wink. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's I mean, having that that backing track that honestly, like. And in my mind, it seems like it would make it more difficult because you have a little bit less flexibility, but does it make it, yeah. yeah, So does it make it more difficult or does it make it easier or is it both? It makes it scarier because when timing gets off, there's no really stop. There's stopping the track and getting back on isn't an option, right? So, or it's really awkward if it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So at some point, either a, you know, a part has to get skipped and it's all up to our drummer, Noah who I swear conveniently on show day has ear problems and like, because <laughs> like, we'll, we'll test the track and he's got a plenty loud click. And then on the day of the show, he's like, it's not loud enough. And I'm like, what do you mean, man? This thing is, this, you know, like it's you deafening should, to everybody it's else. Definitely. He's like, I don't hear anything. And I'm oh like, man. Damn it. Oh uh, man. It, it does help. <laughs> like having it all automated is nice because you get to have like, you know, there's a lot of musicians that are talked about, like, the true beauty of the show is, like, the the in-between parts. Yeah, the interaction. Yeah, the interaction with the audience. So what we did is we we deep 
deep dived into some of these sessions of these songs and Noah created some awesome like interludes, interludes between these nice. songs off of individual tracks of the song. Yeah. Himself. That's sick. sick intro now. So it has like there's gonna be a whole new level of of timing. It'll help me out because Noah loves starting songs before I can drink water live. So that was pretty hard. <laughs> it's so funny. We have like a video of our first show ever with Jesse. And like Noah just starts the song immediately. And Jesse was like in the middle of talking and was like, I know, we're still up. <laughs> 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 yeah. a great, it's a great clip. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. it, that's I mean, honestly, that's that's something that I think is commendable. Like. You know, no Alvin, Allen Iverson attitude here, you know, it's, it's just practice because the fact is like, especially as a band, like the practice sessions, it helps to because there's it's it's kind of funny. You can you can tell like um, I feel like the, the, the peak of like a tour is during the middle of the tour. If you can catch a band during the middle stretch of the tour, you find them after they've gotten their, you know, they've gotten their sea legs all back to normal. You know, they're able to, to be on stage. Everything is, is nice and is nice and crisp, but they haven't gotten so tired and kind of comfortable with it yet. And, uh, and so I feel like the, the practice portion is, is what keeps that, um, that live experience kind of magical, right? Like it, it makes it so you guys have that timing down and you have those stories and you have like the opportunity to really connect with an audience that you wouldn't be able to get if you weren't actually putting in the time and effort that you guys are putting in. Yeah. Well, I mean, like talking about time and effort, we literally uh, practice every Sunday and we get here at 12 o'clock and most times we don't leave until 12 at midnight, you know? So like we're here for 12 hours practicing doing every single thing that we can, like, you know, writing new songs, getting everything ready for marketing, you know, actually practicing. Like, we're just trying to make every single thing perfect and every single little minute of time counts. Yeah. I mean, that's a ton. That's a ton of work. And I commend you guys, like, for actually, because I I guess that's, that's Jesse, that's probably kind of where uh, you you probably brought a little bit of help too, right? Like, I'm I'm assuming that everyone in the band already kind of had had the work ethic obviously but you probably came in with like hey guys just fyi if uh if we really want to make this do something this is what it's going to take it's the they knew what was there the work like kevin was less hands-on than he is now right before i joined but once i came in and he kind of saw that i was willing to lead by example and and do some of the hard work so it wasn't going to be just like one or two people getting screwed while the other ones just have a great time. Yeah. Uh, it really was just a matter of them seeing it. And then eventually they just started doing the same stuff, you know, um, the social media, like they, they were on social media, but didn't necessarily use it in the best way for us to grow as a brand, like before coronavirus. Yeah. And our manager was able to see and, and, and kind of gauge and make some points and be like, this is what I think needs to happen. Um, at which point I came in and was like, all right, guys, like, we're going to have some fun. We're going to really figure out how to get people engaged with social media. And if you don't do enough posts, we're shaving your head. <laughs> yeah, Noah's already had his first warning. Yep. And Noah's oh, already had his first buddy. Warning. Yeah, oh, buddy. You only get one warning. Yeah. So you only get one. If he misses it again, then, you know, the, the, the goal is to just keep posting in, in different ways, share our story show the world that like we're really out here trying because yeah. 
effort matters. Like there's a lot of bands that everyone's screaming for your attention yep. and everyone's creating great tunes too. But you know, in the modern world, it needs to be more than just great music. And talent. Oh, for sure. People need to be inspired by you and, and you have to work hard and, and, and show people that you're not just willing to do the bare minimum. Like you will go outside your comfort zone. You'll get better at social media you'll learn how to analyze and use that other side of the brain in order to get your art to as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, and take risks and, and continue to have fun and grow, you know, like we're not about chasing perfection. We just want to keep getting music out there and growing with everyone. Cause, cause everyone's growing. Yeah. You know? And we think that by constantly improving and releasing songs and, and staying out there, we can inspire everyone to just keep going. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah quarantine isn't time for a break. It's time to work even harder. Yeah, it's yeah. it's planning time. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think that's a good mentality cuz there there are a lot of people who who've kind of taken, you know, the break mentality and it's like, dude, like this was a huge opportunity to learn and start something new and like and try something you didn't have time to do before. We wrote the best songs of our careers during this time because we we so saw far. it so far so far yeah. yeah well i mean our career is ongoing yeah you know? it's not over but as of now like we wrote some of the best material we have we, yeah we grew in crazy ways we we rebranded we did hard work you know it's just been so exciting like no matter what like we're still in it and and we're really excited to keep doing it Heck yeah, man. And a lot of times we also uh, come over more than just the one practice day a week to get even more stuff done. Like we'll come over on like literally any day of the week. If if anything really needs to get done and Jesse calls us to be here, we're here. Yeah. The band is our other girlfriend. It's our mistress. <laughs> Actually, my only girlfriend. I'm yeah. <laughs> He's our new liability. self-promotion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All- He's run out of twice. <laughs> All the ladies in Orlando. <laughs> Reach out to Grayson. Or And also as long as you're 18. <laughs> That's actually a very good caveat to uh, to have there. <laughs> oh man. That's really cool. We're checking for fakes. <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, I love that because it's that energy, because you know. Obviously, in the world of, of social media and the world of of like you said, the the attention being pulled a hundred different directions, people love a good story. They want something that they can relate to. They want people who they can relate to. And like yeah. the bands that are that that create a relationship are the ones that survive. The bands that just make music are the ones that that just kind of fizzle out. They disappear because no one like, yeah, it's great to hear a good song, but if you don't have like, if you don't have that memory, you don't have that feeling or that, that like kind of investment as a listener, your time is going elsewhere. And so I think it's really smart where you guys are putting that effort and that energy and putting that focus because now as like you said, when the floodgates open, as, as things start to get, you know, ramping back up, you guys have already, you know, you're, it's almost like a, the Hot Wheels tracks, right? Like you kind of have like revved up the engines and right as soon as those gates open, you're you're launching out and you're going to get way further ahead than someone who who chose to take the brake route. Yeah. We do like fast cars. 
Grayson drives a Veloster Turbo. Veloster. Oh, Veloster. Uh, Veloster. <laughs> Veloster gang, shout all, out. All 201 horses. Hey, but yeah, it's a yeah. it's a light car, so you know the the horsepower. Doors, you know, I got I got three doors. I got you know I got, got weight a, reduction. I've got a V6 Altima with a CVT transmission. That yeah, nobody faster. cares about that. All right, <laughs> it's all about Veloster. All right, but you're. Yeah. Your Veloster is what a four cylinder, what 1.4 liter, 1.6. But it's got a turbo, so. <laughs> hey, hey, when I'm the only one in the car, it's super fast. Super fast, <laughs> the fastest thing on the planet. Think <laughs> <laughs> about taking out the back seat so I get more uh, weight reduction. Take the hood off. No, no, I'm gonna get a carbon fiber. Go carbon fiber, man. It's basically like having an open hood at that point. <laughs> Comes back with the carbon fiber wrap. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> he it's just the same thing. All he does is wrap it. Yeah, yeah. This is so much lighter, guys. Look at this. <laughs> the plastic dip makes it more aerodynamic. Oh my gosh! She just puts like a wing on the spoiler on the back. He's like, guys, it's added a hundred horsepower just with this wing. <laughs> to the wheels, and I got the new fender vents from AutoZone. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude, that was always the funniest thing to me. So like growing up, I always loved like the Maserati, right? Like it had real, like the real nice, like three or four air vents on the side, right? Just like, it was like the yeah. fancy way of doing it, but they were actually like, they were actually usable. They were actually doing something, not really a whole lot, but they were doing something. And uh, down in Houston, man, like everyone would buy those ones from AutoZone and just like 3M to their, to their car. Sometimes they weren't even even. And you're like, guy, dude, just like, just, just don't embarrass yourself, man. Like we all know they're fake. Just take them off. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop it. And they're like, no, nah, man, five extra horses to the wheel. Yeah, man. It's so, it's so much more powerful now. <laughs> Raw torque. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, dude, that's that crap. Always crack, like always cracked me up, but <laughs> yeah. oh man. So, uh, so I guess you guys obviously, um, have been recording or not recording, but writing a bunch. Have you been recording a bunch as well? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Masters everything. That yeah. You've ever heard. Oh, that's so convenient. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> I, uh, Jesse's a god. <laughs> I've been like recording for a while. I'm not gonna say that I'm the best there is, but when you're a but band in our there. position, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most fiscally responsible decision. Yeah. So, well, and not just fiscally, but but also just like timing wise, you're probably the most responsible decision too, right? Like the speed of it. Yeah, I was able to create a template, uh, which was like something so beautiful for me. Everyone here is on Mac OS. We all use current Logic 10. And I was able to create a template that I could send to everyone so that I could speed up their ability to literally record as they wrote. I'm like, don't even write it, like literally record it as you write it, go piece by piece and then go back and give me that song like that because I can write to that and immediately record vocals into it. That's and then, amazing. And then I just start cleaning up the audio. We do retracts where we can. And because like I said, I, I think effort is the most important and getting music out there is the most important thing. Yeah. Um, if we had the money and the time, we would. We can't wait till we blow up and we can go to these cool studios and uh, <laughs> get the whole experience. Yeah, but, spend ten thousand dollars on an album. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, but if it's gonna bury us, no way. We'll oh, just, yeah. we'll just handle it in house so that we can keep surviving and keep bringing you guys music. I I stay up to date on the plugins. All of the guys here, you know, some of them are on like the nail the mixes. We always talk and and share knowledge and do our due diligence to improve and. um that you'll definitely see the next 
uptick with our our next release that we have planned. Oh, the, it's it's so much better than season. everything else. We're gonna have a music video coming out. We work nice. with an absolutely incredible videographer. So great, named Nick Parabickley. I hope he shout out shout out to Nick. Shout out. <laughs> he was an absolute blessing. Um, he did so much planning for it, and it's just so he's so talented, awesome. man. It's so awesome. It's so that's great. super awesome, man. Yeah. But also another great thing with uh, Jesse doing all the mixing and mastering means that we have more money to spend on music videos and Mark. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. So and that's, that's a huge really works out in our favor. Yeah. That's so. a huge portion, man. Like, cause, cause realistically that's, that's typically the, the battle that a lot of, a lot of musicians have to choose, right? It's like, do I, do I get a higher quality recording and go into a nice professional studio where now I'm not going to have the money afterward to really promote this thing, or do I promote it and suffer in quality? And there's that becomes a really big, big struggle. So when you're able to create the quality that you're looking for and to get the the outcome that you were hoping for, all by just having one, you know, being in in your own studio, that's amazing, man. That's fantastic. Jesse is a blessing. So, so even I'm blushing. So of the, so were all these new songs then I'm assuming, um, since the, the identity EP. So obviously your cover of danger zone and then, um, the other three singles do the hard thingy, the, the hand thingy, thingy, my bad, my bad (laughs) optimist. And, uh, and simply crazy are those were those all recorded by you Jesse like or like mixed and mastered by you Yep those were recorded mixed and mastered by yours truly Nice uh, We we did it in a between like three different computers <laughs> and some upgrades needing to be done uh yeah, we're all up to date now we're all up to date. <laughs> yeah, our next song sounds Yeah our <laughs> our newest song like I was able to do some upgrades and Good grief. Uh, I accidentally almost just name dropped the next song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> like, uh, who is it? Mark Ruffalo for the Avengers. Oh my God. Yeah. How he did that. Uh, Wait till you see the next one. They all die. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I did have a question uh, in terms of, of, you know, obviously your most recent songs. One of the four is a cover. Was there like a, um, was it just like, hey, we really like this song. Let's let's cover it. Or was there like kind of a more more behind that? Ah, man. So I'm so glad you asked about Danger Zone. <laughs> so Danger Zone started off as a joke, right? Like I, I introduced myself as the boomer of the band um, because I kind of like I was alive in the 90s. I was a 90s kid. Yeah. And, you know, I enjoyed the Top Gun movies and. Kenny Loggins. I love this show called Archer. I don't know if you've heard of it. That, that the cartoon one. Yeah, the cartoon okay. one. I haven't they, seen it, but yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's funny. Um, but they had a running gag in the show where they keep mentioning Kenny Loggins and singing Danger Zone poorly, or they're like Danger Zone. And I, <laughs> I, I loved it. And when I joined the band, I don't know our manager. At some point, we were talking about the new Top Gun movie that was supposed to be coming out. And he was like, we should do a cover of Danger Zone. And I immediately was like, I am so down. I <laughs> absolutely do it. Like, if for nothing more than just kicks, like, why not? Yeah. Like, at some point, if we were to play that song live, there's going to be a certain demographic there that'll immediately just have the biggest cheeky smiles on. Heck yeah, man. Like, 
what the hell is this pop punk slash metalcore band doing playing Danger Zone? I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was it was a good time, but then uh, we kind of released it a bit early because we wanted to time it with the uh, release of the movie, and now the movie's not coming out for God knows when. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it kind of it kind of be- became our redheaded stepchild of a song. <laughs> Definitely did. Where half the band, or I guess one member of the band, just dreads it. Even the sheer mentioning, it's like calling <laughs> a copy name. <laughs> oh, you know, man, that's he, funny. You hear it, he's like, please don't ever act like it's a thing. <laughs> and then the rest of us are like, it's pretty fun. Like, you know, like, it was good. It was worth it. Whichever one of you dreads and the song. And we ended up making some merch off of it that was like this baseball tee, which I love baseball t-shirts. And um, it's like, the best piece of merch if you ask me that's awesome so it's just total throwback obviously even with the t-shirt too that's dope <laughs> oh, yeah, the, t-shirt's really sick, the t-shirt like just kisses your skin as you wear it it's like the best t-shirt we have is definitely the wendy's rip though that's oh, definitely that's the best one, one. <laughs> that's yeah. dope so yeah like the reason the reason i was curious about that because you know obviously a trend and a theme amongst a lot of upcoming bands and stuff is, is covering music, but typically they're covering modern pop, you know, yeah. modern songs. And so that's why I was curious. Are we you said, heck it. We're yeah, like, we screw said, let's it. Be different. <laughs> yeah. I love it, dude. No, Kevin says, let's be different or else. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. In the danger zone. Dude, it, I mean, it, it gives a completely different vibe, right? Like a completely different energy than like a Justin Bieber cover or like a Ariana Grande cover. So it's like, yeah. honestly, I wish we did Ariana Grande cover. I, would <laughs> I don't know if I could sing that high. You don't have to sing that high. You be- Just transpose it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly what he said. What Chad said. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, dude, that's, that's cool though. Like I, I that type of stuff is always fun to me. Cause like, the thing about the thing about it is like you guys also gave it your own spin. So it's not just like highway to the danger zone. Like, you know, everyone is used to it. It actually, it took me a bit to realize, wait a minute, this is a cover of that song. This isn't like, this isn't their own version called danger zone. This is actually a cover. And I, it took me a bit. I was like, okay, I hear it now, but it, I liked that it had its own spin. So it did, it did at least take the, you know, the old, the old classic rock sound and, and updated it a bit. <laughs> well, well, Chad, Kevin and I are very pleased to hear you say that. <laughs> We're very pleased. One member of the band and the band manager. Good to, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> the heavy lifters. The heavy. Hey, hey that's good. That's good. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so obviously there's new music coming out in the future i'm not gonna obviously expect you to say any dates or anything but uh what can people expect as as time comes you know rolls forward Uh, are there going to be more singles is there going to be another ep what's kind of the the plan going on well we have been doing the singles and and personally we love i love doing the singles because it gives you time uh to really take in input yeah. When you release a single, it gives people the chance to come out. You know, there's always the people that are like, oh, the mix can be better, or the songwriting, the riffs weren't there. When you when you release in singles, it gives you more ability to please your fans. Yeah. And, and take input and immediately put it to use, rather than forcing them to wait for so long. Yeah. Uh, 
And it also spares you the heartbreak of writing an entire work being proud and then having it be panned. You know, it's yeah. a lot easier to bear one song and saying, all right, let's let's change our shock roof up a little bit and and see where we can do it here. Yeah. But apparently from the data and the analytics side, these companies don't like it when you release a, just a bunch of singles and it, it lowers your shot at getting playlisted, which is big. Uh, for yeah. us for a band that's trying to grow yeah so eventually we know that we can't just forever do singles much to my dismay yeah but luckily this band here we write more songs than i'm sure a lot of our peers write like we are writing just an absurd amount of songs um yeah. we already have so like we, an entire album we could yeah we we could do a full length we could we could throw a bunch out there um and we're always writing more i i made the i i once upon a time asked the guys to stop writing <laughs> just a little bit so we could focus on stuff like retolexing the cabs and they just laughed at me and then i <laughs> i told the manager the same thing and then he laughed at me he's like you really <laughs> and I was like, damn. Uh, I'll just tell him to stop I didn't that. say that. No, I was just I was just making a joke, man. I didn't say yeah. that. Why, why would I say that? <laughs> I'm like, we just have so much we got to do. And they just, you know, we got cabs to retolect. And the manager and I are out there in the brutalizing Florida heat and humidity sanding. And like the guys would just hear through the garage just the sounds of laughter and merriment and song making. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, you know. It's hard. That's one of the most vivid story, like vivid little uh, stories, you know, like I'm sitting out there sanding in the heat, drenched in sweat. I, I mean, I totally have been there because I we set up a pavilion and we, we got this out. Breakdown, go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I totally have been there. I uh, I was living down in Houston and I built a little house bed for my son when he transitioned from a crib to a bed. Right. And yeah. I was like. I was like, I'm never, I'm never going outside again. That's pretty much how I felt like just completely, just miserably hot. So I totally understand, especially if you're hearing them inside, enjoying the, you know, enjoying the AC and, and just playing around like, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. awesome though. So eventually, help. Oh, that, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. So, uh, so, I mean, you guys could go like the uh, the hopeless records route. Like, I don't know if you follow kind of their like any of their bands or anything, but they do. You know, they always announce an album and over the next four months, they release like five or six of the 10 or 12 songs from that album as singles, technically. But they're parts of, you know, their pre-releases to an album. You could kind of go that route, right? We're open game for anything, you know, coming into the new year, we're like towards in a few months, not even a few months, probably like literally two months. I really have to start hounding down on getting a bunch of vocals done on these instrumentals that these guys have written just to have them prepped for the beginning of the year in a folder to be like, you know, whatever you guys want to release these, however you guys want to release these, you know, let's do it. We submitted to a bunch of record labels right before the coronavirus started and uh i think, I think hopeless was, right was one of them i yeah, think hopeless, it, was, hopeless one was, one of them. was one of them it was right when it started oh man that's a rough timing yeah, yeah so yeah. it was like right before everything got super serious but yeah like, the week after everything got really serious so it was just like 
oh well now there's no shot yeah <laughs> seriously oh man but the the cool thing is answer our dm please <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing we'll is though songs, like we'll sing songs for you <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i i uh so i i will never understand the process of being discovered and and being signed to a label because it's it's just a lot of it is just right place right time solid stroke of luck you know what i mean it is wild there's definitely like a magical side to that process where it's like you could work hard 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 um you know i watched this documentary or at least one part of it on netflix about garth brooks um and it's interesting the way they talk about stuff um my manager is trying to feed a bunch of stuff this way about this show. The ma- the biggest takeaway I had from it was one, Garth Brooks is a very intense person. Yeah. Uh, there's some scenes that he's just looking you in your absolute soul and you're like, okay, <laughs> I definitely know how you are able to command a crowd and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I like totally lost my train of thought thinking about Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I just I highly recommend checking it out. Yeah, I I think my uh, so my mother in law was watching it. And she told me to watch it because she's because I'm a huge music fan and and uh, obviously she's like, well, this one be right up your alley. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. But I I still haven't. So now now I've got a second recommendation. That means that I definitely need to. <laughs> That's the same thing I did. Like I heard it from two sets of people. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. Um, it's interesting, you know, the way he was able to to rise to it so quickly. He he. You know, in the documentary, I won't spoil it too much, but he went to Nashville, you know, he really conquered his hometown and playing bars and they raised money for him to go to Nashville and go oh, to that's dope. He had at a, at a big record label out there. And he went out there the same night that they gave him the money and was talking to the guys. And at the same time, one of the other artists that was on the label came in asking for some money for a front. And it was like something like 700 bucks. Um, and the record label executive that he was there, that Garth Brooks was there to see was like, ah, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> that's kind of hard. And Garth Brooks was like, asked the guy, he's like, you know, I make that in a week playing at home. Like you didn't, you had a hard time giving that guy 700 bucks. And then the, the record label executive looked at him and he's like, if you make $700 a week playing music in your hometown, go home. <laughs> Dang. And, he did. and he did go home. Dang. Um, and it wasn't until he went back that he started to, you know, the the hard work, let the puzzle pieces start to play and those previous connections that he made ended up paying off and just luck too. I mean, Dude. sheer luck. Yeah. And like, that's, that's one of the coolest things though, from, from where you guys are at is like, you have a pretty awesome setup. So like whenever that luck strikes, right? Like, your setup is in, in, set up in such a way that like you aren't necessarily beholden to like, you don't have to spend all of the money that you make to record something. You guys now are able to reinvest in your band and continue growing it. And that gives you a lot more autonomy to make those choices, a lot more freedom to make those choices in the best way possible for you as a band, as opposed to being so in need of, of that, helping hand almost like what you yeah. said with garth brooks where he's like yeah i'll just go home then whatever <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, no. we really just want a chance to to 
to tour, man. Like yeah. the, any kind of help that we get from anything is, is we want to direct it to, to tour and marketing, you know, we'll, Heck yeah. we'll put in the man hours, writing the songs and rehearsing them and being ready for the road. Thankfully being genuine with people comes naturally to all of us. Like we just enjoy it so darn much. That's, That's good. Was one of the best parts of the show, like talking to people after the show, making them into fans. You know, like that's literally one of the greatest things. He's making yeah. people smile and laugh. It's just it, it brings joy, man. Brings Heck joy. yeah, we, we are entertainers at heart, and we we really have strong feelings that once we get the chance to get out on the road, we'll we'll start to see all of our hard work pay off, and it'll Heck feel yeah. a lot better. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I just want everybody to know about our band. You know, so like I would literally talk to every single person in the venue to make sure that they know about our band. We'll sing to you, <laughs> dude. That's that's fantastic, do though. You want. <laughs> well, we could do like a mariachi side hustle where we just like <laughs> versions of our songs and sing them in restaurants unsolicited. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. That'd be so funny. <laughs> oh man, I, I'll bet the unsolicited nature may not may not be the most uh, effective, but you know, it's always worth a try. <laughs> I mean, it might be good viewing. Yeah, you might at least enjoy people being like, "What is happening?" <laughs> exactly exactly but i mean the cool thing is like like you know the that whole part that you said you know in terms of the merch table that's where you get like you turn a listener into a fan you turn you turn in a, a fan into a super fan someone who who's going to be with you there the whole way you know what i mean like that's where that's where you actually create your band realistically yeah. well what's really great is like if someone watches our set and like you know they really enjoy seeing us play and then they come to the merch table afterwards, maybe pick up a piece of merch and like not thinking that they're going to get any interaction. Like literally all we will do is just want to know about their lives. Yeah. Like yeah. we live in an age of cool guy, cool girl, where it's like it, it connecting with the fans has all of a sudden become like, not like forbidden. Like don't yeah. do it. Like, you give the mystery, like the mystery is gone. Like Grayson here tried to talk to me about mystery and stuff. Oh, that was and social I, media only though. And I, I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fan of mystery as much as the next person, but, but we're not Scooby-Doo. There's power and connection, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like getting a chance to be like, unlike these other bands, we will have full on conversations with you. And yeah. it's like, we don't want to push anyone away. We want to, we want to uh, yeah. pull you closer. And, yeah. You know, and I mean, the, well, there's also like kind of the, uh, it's kind of the the two sides, right? Like you've got the 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 guys who genuinely are just too cool, right? Like it's like, dude, yeah. Ronnie Radke is just a guy. He does whatever he wants. He's gonna be yeah. freaking famous forever because he just is that that dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just too cool. But like, but like for most people, that's just not what a fan wants most yeah. of the time. But sometimes they will. Just but most of the time, they want what you guys are doing. They want a band that they're just like, dude, these guys are my friends. Like. They actually remember me. They tagged me. They, you know, I, I messaged them and they actually like, it wasn't a canned message coming back. It was like genuinely someone actually took the time to talk to me. That's huge. Yeah. If that's anybody cool. ever like DMs any of our social medias, we usually answer within the hour. That's and awesome. Like, yeah. Sometimes it gets really awkward because like, we'll all be writing a message at the same time. And then one person gets like four responses which one do we delete that's amazing and just let them ponder what happened 
This this band, I'm really confused. They've they've got. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, real quick, guys, if uh, if you've got a minute, I always love to to uh, to finish things off and tie things together with just totally random uh, questions about yourselves, and then we'll obviously close things up with any sort of uh, extra things that you want to say. But uh, do you guys still have a few minutes? Perfect. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, All right. So the question that I every single time that I'll ask is just because I'm, I have a extremely big problem with uh, sugar. I love sugar. So what is your guys's favorite candies? Oh, uh, that's a hard Chad, question. Why? That is, Dude. That's a hard hey man. I've been getting like the personal trainer, like sugar is my vice. Oh, well then, okay. What's your, what's your suite of choice then? Cause typically, even if you're hitting the trainer and stuff, you're going to have something that's, that's more sweet. Maybe it's those, uh, what is it? Those Ted and, or I don't remember what those if cookies. Not, if it's not my shame Coke, I, I, I specifically have a shame Coke where like, I recognize that I'm drinking it out of shame, but we'll do it anyway. <laughs> it's, if it's not a shame Coke, it's going to be like those. I love like those sweetly sour ropes. You know, oh yeah, like, uh, yeah, dude. Straws like stuff. That's oh yeah, dude. It makes my mouth water. Heck yeah, dude. Right now, yeah, I'm I, not much into candy, but uh, I'd have to say milkshakes and sweet tea. I drink too much tea. I, I, it's an addiction. So, what's yeah. your what's your milkshake of choice? Ooh, great question. I'd have to say, okay, either strawberry or mint chocolate chip. Nice, dude. I like it. I like it. Uh, I, well, for me, I live exclusively off of Oreo milkshakes. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, like. No, he's I, not joking either. That's, why know, he, that's <laughs> all he does. Like, he, like, he, had, he developed some health problems because of it. Like, <laughs> he's had it like, yeah, he has up. he has to eat salad now, and he just refers to it as "I'm eating my leaf." Burn <laughs> his milkshake. Yeah, like no, it, like when problem. he says that he only drinks milkshakes, that he only drinks milkshakes. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what water was until like like a few few hours ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look at this stuff. Man, that's that is one expensive life right there. That is it really is. expensive. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, uh, I'm diabetic, so yeah. uh, <laughs> man, so, we're not laughing at diabetes. I I, I have I jokes all the time. I cry about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, man, I I really uh, missed the mark with this question on the in this group here. <laughs> been crying since you asked it. <laughs> uh, anyways, what I was gonna say is. So I am diabetic, so I don't really eat many sweets. But when I really get to choose, I really like the, uh, like I forgot what they're called. They might be like the Airhead, like rainbow. Yeah, the uh, rainbow sweet sour, the sweetly sour bells. That's what I said. Oh, oh yeah, okay, those are yummy, man. I like those. Oh yeah, okay. like, I love that. And then also, like I love Ben and Jerry's ice cream, like so great. But like I rarely have those things. Yeah, dude. But, yeah. Like I said, I I mean I go to the gym. So I can eat my candy. That's that's like that's like my motivation to go to the gym. So when you, you know, you're like, oh, I'm I'm hitting the trainer. I'm like, dude, like I go to the gym so I can eat all the crap that I want, not because like I actually because I'm not gonna get fit. I know because of my 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 eating habits, I'm not gonna get like super fit and like get a six pack. But I'm never gonna get fat either because I go to the gym. So. <laughs> 
You heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Work life balance. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So this next question, maybe this one will hit a little bit, a little bit more close to home. Who knows? <laughs> Favorite movie. Ooh, that's Ooh. also a good question. Oh man. I mean, probably one of my favorite movies and like, it's hard. I'm only going to name this one because I just recently rewatched it and was reminded of how much I loved it is a a classic called Starship Troopers. Oh, nice. (laughs) Wow. I haven't seen that in years. It's just, I love the whole propaganda style shoot and like the way you like to know more and the practical effects, like and how like it's a CGI, like Jurassic Park where it just still you look at it and you're like, how is it that I'm seeing movies from last year that look baker than this yeah. movie? You see a young Neil Patrick Harris and like, I don't know, it's pretty wild. I love that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah, that in a long watch, time. Watch it again. You'll be happy. I will. I will. <laughs> My favorite movie definitely has to be Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? With the, oh, like, nice. George Clooney. That's a great one. Yeah, like uh, Based off The Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, My family just has been watching that movie religiously since I was a kid. And every single person in my family knows every single line of that movie. That's dedication. Yeah. So like it really, you know, yeah. So it really just holds like a special place in my heart. So I just love that movie so much. It has to be my favorite. That one's a good one. I like that movie. I'll have to say my favorite has got to be the first Spider-Man, you know, the Sammy, uh, Sam Raimi movies. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Toby Maguire, huh? OG, the OG man. That dude, that dude. was that was like the first superhero movie that you weren't a total nerd for watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I guess like yeah. back in the day, Batman and stuff, but that was kind of before our era, like before our times. But but like, but yeah, I mean, that was that was a good movie. Looking back on it, that one still that one still holds pretty well. It's still my favorite Spider Man. Like George out of all, out of Spider Man Two is really oh, good. Oh, really though. good too. I mean, that oh, one yeah. was great with Doc Ock. Man. Oh yeah, I like Spider Man Three too. But yeah, I mean, like I get why there's dancing. criticism with Spider Man Three, but I don't know. Like I, I still, I, I still I like, like it. Venom. I, mean, I like Venom. I like it. See, I, I'm not super critical. I enjoyed them all as well. I'm not a critical person. Like for me, it's like, did I have fun watching it? Then it was a good movie. <laughs> Indeed. That's why I enjoy B and C rate horror movies. <laughs> Heck oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like Sharknado. Oh, Sharknado, dude. Wow. Thanks, killing. I love when he came out of the shark's stomach, just like cut it open, and he's like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, it's, a, it's a great movie. Oh, uh, so good, dude. Like what? Like 11 of them now? Oh, I didn't know there was that many. <laughs> no, there has to be that many. I'm pretty That's sure amazing. That's amazing. Is that oh, every? There's one more, right? No, no. Oh, that was the whole time. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm edgy. I mean, I like anything like Tim Burton. The first f bomb. Noah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're um, good, dude. Not the curse, Noah. <laughs> werewolves, not werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like anything Tim Burton. Like first thing comes to mind, like you know, classic Nightmare Before Christmas, like Edward Scissorhands, especially. Um. And then, like, I guess, like, other movies that come to mind really just for, like, me, I, I guess, like, Breakfast Club. Okay. Uh, just, yeah, just enti- the entire Star Wars series has always been one of my favorites growing up. Dude, and, uh, I love Star Wars. Mine. Okay, so that goes back to your angsty. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. Um, What was his name? The... It's not yours, Chad. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> oh, dude, there's a lot. But I would, uh, so I, re- I, I, I bought 
Bill and Ted face the music on Saturday and watched uh, that. It was amazing. Uh, uh, but right. Excellent Adventure is probably one of my top films of all time. Um, I love right. I love Bill and Ted's. But like a lot of mine are like those old throwbacks. So like the original Star Wars trilogy, fantastic. Um, and then the uh, Back to the Future trilogy as well. So oh, great movies. Yeah. yeah. So I I like a lot of the throwbacks in terms of like my favorites. But like. I guess it would come down to like which genre. Cause like, I'm also a huge Denzel Washington fan. That dude's just the Ooh, coolest, oh, okay, yeah. such a bad a, you know, like equalizer one and two, just super dope. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but yeah, like I, I, like I said, if I have fun, if I have fun watching a movie, it's good to me. So I'm like, I'm not hypercritical of anything. So <laughs> yeah, I just enjoy my entertainment too. Yeah, man. Yeah. I even like to make fun of like i i rip on the hardest my favorite media like yeah you just, i love doing that yeah it's just fun man i uh, i also listen to an like a lot of audiobooks so i don't watch as many movies anymore i listen to a lot of books so kind of but uh you know, yeah brain yeah <laughs> for an audiobook that i've been reading what was that uh, uh, i got a recommendation for an oh, audiobook dude i'm excited yeah what's this book what's it uh, 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. Pretty dope book. This uh, psychiatrist um, from Canada. Guy has very, very, really, really deep perspective of life. And he he's kind of, gives kind of like a roadmap for it. He gets real controversial. Like a lot of people pe- peg him as very controversial. You said 12 Rules of Life? Yeah. Yeah. He's just kind of very, just that, this, that, this book is very down to earth though. Very just kind of just like, hey, you know, just be a decent human being. Kind of, you know, what you should do and not to do. He's been recently cool. popping up in headlines. Yeah, he... Like, so he's just like he he just says it at like as it is like from his site like he he basically says yeah. I'm a psychologist I know what I'm talking about and I'm just giving you the stats I'm giving you the data I've seen a few videos and I'm like this guy I this watch- guy's probably not very popular amongst a lot of people but <laughs> I watched this anchor woman and him go at it and she was just ripping at it the Australian like, lady I think yeah 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 so that was the one I watched I was like ooh this guy's probably uh, <laughs> remark where she's like oh man you've been making me uncomfortable this whole time and you haven't stopped (laughs) she just is like uh uh yeah that was that was such a funny remark to me i was like wow he just like straight up just told her off yeah i mean (laughs) i like i was trying to be like non-biased i'm like i don't even this that's i didn't even know the guy before that video and i'm just like this lady is like yeah that's being like charged at him and then He's yeah. just replying with toys and just being like, "Ah, man, like, please don't don't twist my words. Here are my <laughs> actual words. Here's the site. Here's like, I'll even cite my sources. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, like, that was the only video I've seen of him. But I was like, wow. OK, way to stand your ground, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's it's hard. Like a lot of people when it comes to uh, to topics like that, it's very emotional. And so it's hard to to remain unbiased in anything so all right last one favorite non-musical hobby Ooh, that's also what's hard that <laughs> <laughs> what is that that is my life i like to sand out in the garage in the heat of of the orlando sun <laughs> in the beautiful 98 percent humidity oh man literally just water it really dude breathing water oh my gosh i remember I'm I'm in Utah again, and so it's like it's super dry now. And I'm like, okay, it's a little bit more bearable. It's like a hundred and something degrees, but it's completely dry. So it's like, ah, it's not as bad. <laughs> it's a dry heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would have to say, like, 
if you don't count like just audio engineering, I guess that's still musical, but it's not always about my music. Sometimes it's just fun, like sound design. I love creating sounds and flexing them, but video games. Heck yeah. What's your game of annual, choice? Annual labor. Manual labor. Chop, chopping down wood with my beard, just growing out <laughs> as much as possible. I wish I was that much of a man. That'd be so great. <laughs> huh? Oh, my game of choice is probably Grand Theft Auto online. Oh, nice, man. I just love to grief people. Yeah. And then really mad when they grief me back. <laughs> That's typically how it goes. Yeah. I'm just that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my hobby outside of doing music is probably just watching a whole bunch of TV shows. Nice. Do you binge a lot on like Netflix and Hulu? Or? So much. Like, <laughs> like if I could get all the hours back that I've binged away, like honestly, I would probably have a full year of my life. Like, <laughs> so crazy. Probably more. Yeah, probably more. Honestly. Probably, yeah, like it's it's yeah, amazing it's how much time people I mean, spend. Also, like I also uh, consider that you don't uh, count hanging out with friends as a hobby. So like I, that's why I chose. Oh, that, I mean. TV. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you could count. I mean, like for me, it's like I, I guess when I ask, you know, a favorite hobby, I I don't really think about what the, the rules are of what a hobby is. <laughs> yeah, in. Oh, well, hanging out with friends and binging TV shows. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Noah. <laughs> Noah doesn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I just like hangs out with his girlfriend. Yeah, That's like I mean, if I'm not hanging out with like scrolling through Twitter. Yeah, if I'm not hanging out with like with Kylie and I'm just like I'm just at my desk like just working on music practicing drums or less like on logic scrolling or, or on scroll Twitter. on Twitter yeah I just like <laughs> yep he's a Twitter fiend hey yeah. there you go yeah. man social media is a big one but yeah literally it's just like and if I'm not like actively like playing music at my desk or anything or on my drum set or whatever then I'm just like Watching videos about music or watching bands like live sets or watching like eight five six videos or just like some something like that. That's awesome though, man. That's like that's dedication to the craft. That's good. Yeah, it's like it's hard to be like that. All right, we got uh, one more, right? Um, I like uh, watching YouTube videos. It can go from educational videos to like music videos to like. Like you simulation know, theory. <laughs> simulation theory. <laughs> I like uh, yeah, I, I like like deep stuff. Uh, I also like writing poetry and lyrics. Nice, it's kind of a good release, you know. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah that's uh, I'm I get sucked into the the you know, up next or whatever that little sidebar is on YouTube. Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> oh, oh, I can just get yeah, hole. dude. Down bro, the rabbit hole, bro. Like. On Saturday, I literally just sat there with my sons like in the morning. I'm like waking up and uh, and he the, my my two sons are just hanging out with me and I turn on YouTube and we just watched a dude uh, on a lathe carve a bowling ball into a bowl. And I was like, I just spent 20 minutes of my life watching a dude carve a bowling ball. What am I doing? <laughs> Enjoying life, my good sir. Exactly. That's what YouTube That's is good I for. Brian. Yeah. I love watching like CGI videos. There's this channel called like uh Corridor Digital. They're pretty great. They make some funny videos. Is that the guys who uh who like evaluate CGI good, bad and Yeah, they do stuff yeah. like that for their newest series, but like they also make a bunch of original stuff and it's like 
since I'm an audio engineer, I've always been intrigued by like video. Yeah. Like editing because it's just like the visual side of what I do. Yeah, exactly. And I handle the, the audio side of things. So I know That's one day if I ever pop off here in this dream of mine, I'd love to learn how to do like CGI and video editing. Dude, know. that's yeah, that's dope. I, I learned a little bit of Adobe After Effects and it's crazy how much you can do. Like it, it, the, the possibilities are endless with those types of like like and, and After Effects is like the most bare minimum of in terms of like the uh, the total, you know, I guess generate you know computer generated anything because it's all just like basically what i'm doing is just animating a small little illustration or whatever so that's that's it's a lot of fun man that stuff's cool yeah one day one day man one day that's awesome all right well before we uh before we wrap up what's uh you know i want to make sure you guys are able to uh you know give any plugs any shout outs make sure that uh um that we obviously get people going to the right places and, and, you know, anticipating the right things here. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we have a new website coming out soon. So be on the lookout for that on our social medias. Uh, we do have something very, very special coming in, uh, early spooky season. Ooh, baby. Uh, Very, very special. So be very, uh, excited about that and, uh, be watching our socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, steal the day, uh, FL. We're all there. Uh, you know, you can go subscribe to us on YouTube. Get ready. Um, and we got Optimus and Simply Crazy out now. Yeah, we got. Heck yeah. Uh, like, just, we're on Spotify. We're on every single streaming platform. Go check us out. Yeah. And share the heck yeah. out of their music. Yeah. Yes. Also, we would like Headrush to sponsor us. Please. So, uh, <laughs> if anybody can make that happen out there, please get Headrush to sponsor And that, that's within music brands. Uh, hi, I'm Jesse Smarslock. I bought the Headrush first and got like 12 people to buy it in their thousand dollar units. So that's at least twelve thousand dollars in sales. Uh, sponsor I don't, us. I don't think that'd be asking too much. Yeah, for sure. Everyone has a Headrush. Yes, everyone in the band has a Headrush. Even we'll write one. a song called Headrush. Yeah. Um, our ex members have Headrush. Yeah. <laughs> our ex members have Headrush. Oh man, that's amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me, man. That was a ton of fun. Hell yeah. yeah it was thank our you. pleasure, man. Yeah. You, you guys have so a much. killer night. All right, you as well, Chad. Thank you. All right. Peace out.